Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? You know that sound. The unfiltered band means yes, another episode unfiltered coming your way. Right here, right now. Officially, this will go down as episode number 223. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution 24 7, 365. Easy. Jump into Twitter, the artist formerly known as X, if you will, at Casey Stern. Get up into the bio. Follow me there. Jump in the YouTube channel. You can get all 222, now 223 episodes, conversations, rants, guests, interviews, and much, much more. And of course, you can follow us where most of you do. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else therein included. And thank you, always inclusive or we have the unfiltered band and appreciate them for joining us and for you being here as well. Today, we focus on the managerial carousel on what was a wild manic Monday, if you will, pardon the term, with Major League Baseball, uh, a lot of people turning heads. Carlos Mendoza to the Mets. Stephen Vogt goes to the Guardians. And Craig Council goes to the Chicago Cubs. He's in. Rossi, David Ross is out. What does it all mean? Four spots still left. Lots of stuff going on. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Here to break it all down with you. As always, appreciate and love your comments. Bring them over on X or Twitter, if you will. Get them in the YouTube comments or however else you want to get to me. Uh, you uh, feel free to discuss. In the meantime, we discuss things here at Unfiltered, in large part thanks to our good friends at Bet Online, who are your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. Latest odds, lines, matchup reports, baseball, basketball, boxing, golf, all the sports you can imagine. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers, live betting, favorite casino and card games. They're all available to play right from your phone. So head over to the website, use the mobile device to sign up today, get in on all the action, and remember, Use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It is Bet Online, where the game starts as we get started here. And I was trying to think of how I was going to do this <clears throat> and what possible way would be the best way to kind of go through all the different moves and what it all means and give you my takes on it and get your thoughts. So I'm just going to go in kind of chronological order in the way this Manic Monday happened and my thoughts as they occurred and then obviously some in review as things have changed along the way. The first thought that I had when Carlos Mendoza got hired, which I had posted out or tweeted out, if you will, and I still will always say that, was that it's a good hire, which I'll get into, maybe a great hire, but that he's not Craig Council, and that there's no way that the Mets would have ever chosen him over Craig Council if Council was an option, and clearly we understand now in hindsight that that was the case, that he was not. I don't think he ever wanted the Mets or wanted any part of New York in the first place. And that's like getting on and getting in the way and giving you thoughts of, of you know, counts of what Craig would say himself. But I, I just from what you hear, and I think just from what you would believe, I don't think he wanted any part of that. And to be honest, the idea that Met fans need to get back into their heads is while it's not going back to the Wilpon days and we're not back to Mr. Met giving the finger days and we're not back to Mickey Calloway getting into, you know, arguments with reporters and having to go apologize twice in an hour days. We're not in the great days of like all that's gone and Steve Cohen is here and forget it's the new Mets and it's not a mess anymore. And it's not who let the Mets out anymore because it's somewhere in between. And because of that, it does not mean that everybody's waltzing in to go get paid regardless of what money Steve Cohen is giving. It's why Otani not going to be a Met either. 
Though a different scenario, one part is the same, and that is that, yes, Steve Cohen will always be able to get invested and involved because of the money he can go overpay, and certainly part of this was money. Craig counseled both for himself and, which was important to him, setting that stage for his brethren and for that fraternity of managers moving forward and that $8 million a year pop. But this is not just about money. And when it's not just about money, the Mets don't have that much. People aren't running to the Mets. They're just not. But the Carlos Mendoza hire can be a good hire. And I'll give you a few reasons. One, I'll tell you what everybody else has told you. And what I've always heard, very well-respected, very, very well-liked, well-respected by peers, other coaches, managers in the game, players who have played and you know been under his tutelage as a coach, and a guy who is one of those lifers who has gotten that opportunity. <clears throat> now, we have seen a lot of different people who have been in that category of being a lifer and being ready and far beyond where it should have been to get their opportunity, who then have gotten those opportunities and who have thrived with them. And although not be in the same situation, one of those guys manages here where I live in Atlanta and Brian Snitker, and I'd say that worked out okay. Mendoza obviously not that old and had been around as long, but you get the point. There is something to that, being well-respected, being around the game, and understanding and knowledge of the game. This is a guy who's apparently a brilliant guy, a great preparations guy, somebody who's going to have the team ready, and all of those things. But those are not the reasons why I'm going to tell you that this can be a good hire. I'm going to tell you this could be a good hire because this is what you hired David Stearns for. This is what you hired him to do. When you brought him in and he was the guy everybody wanted and he was the guy that everybody thought was the second coming, and I'm not saying he's not, brilliant man, obviously has had success, I get it. But you cannot then go ahead and say, well, over here on the left, I got a guy I want in because I trust his judgment and all his values. And then when he goes and makes a hire, he said, no, but not that one. I don't trust that move. I don't trust that hire. So the first move he made, you think is horseshit, basically. Pardon my French, hide the kids. Well, I don't, I don't understand necessarily how that works. Because if you're bringing this guy in and saying that he is the right guy and the right man for the job and that he is somebody who you believe is going to be able to make the moves that can turn this franchise back forward where it was just over a year ago at 100 wins, despite not the season ending well, then he has to be the guy that you trust that over here on the left and over here on the right can come together and to make these kind of hires. And it can't be just about signings and trades. This is kind of an important deal. You just watch what Bruce Bochy did for the Texas Rangers. I'm not comparing Mendoza to Boch, clearly. Maybe he becomes that someday. think Met fans would take that. think they'd take a C-plus version of that. But point being that culture setters and managers can change your franchise and change your future and do it almost instantaneously. Now, the Mets were not in need of that. That is a problem, that they weren't in need of that. They're in need of a better roster. They're in need of a roster overhaul. They're in need of a revamped and vamped bullpen of a couple of arms in a rotation whose arms aren't falling off when they wanted to come in and wish everybody a happy 50th birthday to Scherzer and Verlander when the season began. This is not 
a situation where this was Buck Showalter's fault. This is not Buck out and anyone in, whether it's Mendoza or Craig Council, and that's a fix. And that is a problem Met fans don't want to hear either. But welcome to the party of reality. Come and join me for a festive meal, because at the end of the day, you better get through your heads right now that personnel is your issue. Buck Showalter did not have the greatest season that's ever happened for a manager. Did not make every decision that was ever right, but was not the problem. The same guy won you 100 games and fixed the culture and did all the things you love. Wasn't the same guy going back to the left and the right. Wasn't the same guy. If you're not watching, you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. You're like, what the hell are you talking about? But I am pointing, I promise, if you're on YouTube or on Twitter. But that same dude can't be then the one that sucks and ruined everything for you. This wasn't a problem. The Buck Showalter issue wasn't an issue, so therefore it cannot suddenly be fixed by Carlos Mendoza, who can still be a good hire because he can be respected and well-liked and brilliant and great with X's and O's and become a great manager, even as a first-time manager, and be ready and also be the guy that David Stearns, who knows how to hire, who's the guy that you trusted, just told you and patted on the back is the right dude or the dude that wasn't Craig Council but was their second favorite. But it's not going to be easy no matter who manages this baseball team. Hello. It's just not. So that's number one. So I knew when the Mendoza hire happened, I'm like, okay, this could be a good hire, but clearly there's got to be a reason the count's not there. I mean, maybe he don't want to be there. It can't be that they didn't want him. It can't be that Steve Cohen can't afford him. So what the hell's going on with that? Like, Take a pause on that. Hang on, Mendoza. Met fans, obviously, you want deeper. I can give you 30 more minutes on Carlos Mendoza. If you want, we'll do that another time. Ask whatever questions you want. Trying to bounce around. Trying to give you a little of everything. A smorgasbordian uh, display of managerial hires. So there goes Mendoza. And then I found out, and we found out about Stephen Bowen. This dude is as, now look, this is an overused thing to say. I even kind of overuse this sometimes because I'm sure I've said it plenty about plenty of people. I've meant it about all of them that I've said it about. But this is as good a dude as there is in a game. I mean, this is as, as sincere and down to earth and just real and authentic a human as you're going to find in the game, albeit in addition to knowledgeable and especially as a catcher, how have those fared as managers and all the other things that he brings to the table and the experience he just got this year and everything else that he's got. And I love the matchup of him and that group with the Guardians because this is a guy who I think is going to really resonate and do well with younger players. He's going to really do well with that 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 attitude that that team and that franchise has had for years with Tito there, and we're talking about one of the greatest managers of all time, but still with the payroll and the lack thereof that they have and the big moves that they're not going to be able to make and all those sorts of things, playing within the margins, finding a way to maximize and squeeze the most out of the orange, finding a way to not care about what anybody's saying about what their payroll is or what you can't do or what you can't get, and trying to find a way to win games with what they have. And I think this guy's attitude, and attitude is huge for that franchise and has been huge for that franchise with, with Tito there, is just going to be a great transition. It's going to be a great, great, great transition. And you're not going to find anybody who doesn't like vote and is not going to give him a vote and a, and a vote of confidence and a nod as somebody who could really get this thing done. So I loved hearing that. I'm not going to delve into that further because I love the hire. And then when I saw it, I was like, okay, really cool. I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. 
and great for the Guardians. So then Mendoza's a Met, and then then right after the vote thing, then we saw the Kenny Rosenthal you know, post where he or tweet, whatever, his ex. I, I mean, it just sounds dumb. Sorry, Elon. But, like, you know, we saw the, the message that was put out or the post that was put out that said the council's taking a job, not going to be with the Mets or the Brewers. And then everyone's like, what the hell? And immediately, as happens on, on Twitter or social media or in general, of course, like 90% of the posts that followed that in the next 15 minutes or 20, whatever it was, before we found out it was the Cubs, all thought it was the Yankees. Because, of course, you know, that's where else are they going to think it's going to be? And then we find out it's the Chicago Cubs. Now, if you would have asked me, like, what team could this be that we're thinking of? And you, you start to kind of play out. And I was, like, going through the league myself. And you start, like, thinking in your head, well, geez, like, okay, like, Dodgers didn't get rid of Doc, did they? Like, you're trying to think, like, what crazy thing could it be? Or, like, what ownership or team? Would, it, it definitely was going to be a money play for sure where there's going to be a lot of money thrown out. And I want to get into to counts and why I think, you know, the question of why it's worth it is not a fair question to ask at the $8 million pop that he's going to get. Now, one of the highest paid managers or coaches in all of sports and by far the highest paid manager in sports. I think before this in, in baseball, it was like four and a half million dollars. And now it's at eight, almost double that. It was double the amount of money, apparently reportedly that the brewers had offered the 20 million total for him to come back. And he's getting 40 for five years. But I could not believe it was the Cubs. Several reasons I couldn't believe it was the Cubs. Number one, I couldn't believe they'd do Rossi like this. Now, I understand that this was the Renteria Joe Madden situation all over again. Same franchise. I get that. So maybe I should have prepared for it then to be a possibility. I'm not saying that David Ross is a better manager than Craig Council. Because while I, I happen to love Ross and I love him both personally, and Council was a, a guest on my show on Sirius XM for I don't even know how many years, years, and love that dude and love talking baseball with him and all of that. But, you know, I got to cover David Ross and known him as well, and he's such a good dude, and he deserved better than this. Am I saying he's a better manager than Craig Council? I'm not here to tell you that. I'm not. But did I think that he had done about as much as you could do with the Cubs in a situation that he got into where they were basically destined for doom and he was put in there and thrown in there to go fix it and had to kind of hang with and learn as a first-time manager and do all those things and kind of go with the flow and figure things out while they tried to kind of position together a roster and started to add pieces and the young kids grew and all those things. And what a huge piece he was to that. They're not perfect. But look at the season they had. I mean, it's one thing for people to be mad that they didn't make the playoffs. It's another for people to forget that nobody thought they had a chance to make the playoffs when the season began. Nobody was thinking postseason for this team. But because of who he's been for the franchise, because he was part of that World Series, because of the kind of person and human that he is, I almost couldn't believe they did him this dirty as they did. And no matter what they say in, in ridiculous little, I mean, hey, you know, we the, today we made the really tough decision to relieve David Ross of his duties. And oh, by the way, we hired Craig Council. Like, oh, by the way. Like, not like, you know, look, I was a headhunter once many years ago in my 20s for a very short time. And I understand how that business works. You basically just yanked this dude out to put that dude in. And the pressure should have read over the last number of weeks, we have considered 
removing David Ross, should we find the right guy instead? So we began to chase down Craig Council behind the scenes, and we're able to put together a deal where we made him by far the highest paid manager of all time because of how desperately we thought he could be the guy to change the franchise and be that much better than the guy we currently had, who we never told was going to be gone in David Ross, who now, oh, by the way, you're gone. Hope you didn't find out from Jeff Passan or Ken Rosenthal. That's what should have been in the damn presser, if we're being fair, all right? Don't at me, like seriously. And I love Craig Council, and this is, you know, I want to get into that because I, I, I think if you ask me, and look, I've said this before, I said this in a recent pod, this is, I've covered and gotten to know, been very blessed, I love this game. In 20 some odd years or whatever it's been, now doing this, a ton of managers and had plenty of them as guests on my show and regulars and gotten to be friendly with them and even friends with and all of those sorts of things. And, you know, guys like Dusty who are close to me and guys who I've gotten to know for years and cover like Dave Roberts and all of those folks. And I've said Bruce Bochy is the best manager I ever covered. And I've, I've said that at the beginning of the year, and I think that's planned out to be that way. He's one of the best managers of all time. Not anything against anyone else, Right. But if you asked me who the best managers in the game are today, right? But the only guy who's not Bruce Bochy, who I would even mention in the conversation, who the only guy who's not with a World Series who had mentioned the conversation would be Craig Council, who to me is as good a manager. When you talk about pound for pound, if you understand where the I'm making the analogy there, in all of baseball and has been for like, I don't even know how many years at this point. That is fair, and that is fact. And is it an upgrade if you look at it from a player standpoint or back of the baseball card, and you just took it as two players, he took it as David Ross, the player, or, you know, whatever, Pudge Rodriguez, the player. I'm not, it's not that different, but you understand, like some other catcher when he was playing, he just wanted to make it about statistics and who's better. Yeah, he's a better manager. Does that mean it's fair what they did to David Ross? No. Does that make it right? No. Does that make it bad business? Not necessarily, depending upon how they did it. And I don't have all the details, nor do you. At least I haven't seen them out at the time that I'm doing this or taping this, right? So, but it doesn't make it right, and it doesn't feel good. But yeah, it's an upgrade. Craig Council will be an upgrade from pretty much almost everybody outside of Bruce Bochy in Major League Baseball. That's how good I think he is. A guy who as a player was one of those guys, like David Ross, but I think really... Counts having that time in player development and what that did before he went down in the dugout was just such an advantageous thing. And he brings so many different things in addition to details and analytics in understanding young players and developing players as years go on and getting so much out of his players. He he, he brings a different element to that. This is why he's getting paid $40 million. It doesn't make it right. If he wins the World Series, just like Joe Madden did, and I love Joe Madden, speaking of managers that I've covered, become friendly with i love joe madden but at the end of the day you know i mean everybody's gonna forget and not care they forgot about rick renneria in about 14 minutes after joe madden started winning nobody's afraid being like poor rick renneria nobody can be doing that damn thing either if craig council wins with the cubs let me sad at the press conference coming up on monday but i wanted to at least point out that that's not fair to do that guy for what he's been as a human dirty that way it's just not does not. But the fact of the matter is, they know as well as you and I do that if they didn't get counts. They probably don't fire David Ross. 
So that's why you got to do it in that squealy, squirmy kind of way. Because then if council goes ahead and goes to take, you know, 45 million from Steve Cohen or who knows what, David Ross wouldn't have known a thing. So you got to understand both sides. Not great, not right, not wrong necessarily either, depending upon how you look at it. As far as the council move is concerned, Craig Council is going to be a guy who's going to advance any team he joins forward. The way he carries himself, his understanding of the game, his knowledge of players, his knowledge of X's and O's, his handling of a bullpen, all the things that he does. And I think it's a coup for the Cubs in a way to get Craig Council. But I'll go back to where I was with the Mets and saying that, hey, look, Buck Showalter wasn't your problem, so don't think Carlos Mendoza, whether he's the greatest hire or not, is fixing you because personnel going to fix you. In that same way, you may think, and I may think, that if we're being fair, Craig Council and upgrade over David Ross. Not, And that's not demeaning David Ross, just I, probably a better manager. Track record shows it. You could say that and and believe that and have value in that. But it's not the level of value that would make the Cubs we just saw a World Series team. I love Bruce Bochy, but they got Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and Avaldi and Montgomery, and they should have had DeGrom, and the list goes on, right? You got to have players too. I love Joe Madden, but then Anthony Rizzo, they had Chris Bryant, they kept Kyle Schwarber, and the list goes on and on and on. You got to have players. I love Dusty Baker. They had just Verlander. And you want me to keep going? You understand the point, right? So is it an upgrade? It is. Is it going to vault the Cubs somewhere on its own? No, it's not. But I'm not sure it's right, and I'm not sure it's wrong. Whether or not, and I wanted to hit this point, a manager should be worth the money is something I wanted to talk about. If you don't think managers and culture matter and coaches and culture matter, depending upon the sport, you're an idiot and you're not paying attention and you have no idea what the hell you're talking about because you're so lost in, you know, the whether or not one stat in some column is determining what player is better than the other for you to bet on in DraftKings. Like, seriously, get out of mom's basement and grow up. But the question is, how much does it matter? And how, how valuable is it? And the only thing that matters, people, is how valuable it is to that employer and to that person. A TV, and I'll use something as stupid as that, may not be something that is that big a deal because maybe everyone's got one, right? But if you go ahead and you get you know, five people who don't have one and you put one on sale at half price, they're going to sit there and wait online. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't on Black Friday, right? The day after Thanksgiving and sit there forever for a toaster or a television or any of those things because of that discount. When you sit there and you look at the importance, right, of having an item it doesn't matter what that item is. If it is important to you, you will pay more for it. 
Oh, that's the one that my husband, wife, kid, whatever, has to have. I'll pay double for that if you give it to me today. I They have to have it. We've all been in those spots. Now, not at $40 million pay grades. I get it. But it's the same thing. To the Milwaukee Brewers who might feel like, hey, because you know, can't and won't are two different things. We won't spend that kind of money, so we're not going to do it even though we know what this guy's done for us. He's already shown us what kind of culture we have to have. We'll take you know, what, he's, what, what he and David Stearns, what we learned from these guys, and we'll go ahead and we'll do it on our own for half the price, whether that's right, wrong, stupid, smart, whatever. That's their feeling, right? Their desire is just not as great. But some other franchise that's on the outside saying, I want that dude. I want him. I think he can alter and change my franchise. I think he could do what Bruce Bochy just did. You know what? If another team's offering you 30, I'll give you 40 just so you can feel comfortable making this choice over, and I don't know what was behind the scenes, but let's just say over New York. Very well could have happened. All that matters is that it value is worth to that employer and that it made sense to that employer. All it takes is one. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter if it's worth it to you or some other franchise, or you think this is what managers should make. Because if they win the World Series, they don't care what they're paying him. Do you understand? You know how many bad relievers are getting more than $8 million and sitting there being hitted deep in bullpens? Like every team on God's green earth has more than one of them. You'd rather have a guy running your team getting that money and then worry about whether he's wasting it. And I don't think any of us believe you're going to waste it necessarily on Craig Council, do you? So it's not fair to sit there and say, well, <clears throat> you know, I don't, I don't think he's worth the money. I don't think he's worth it. No manager, no coach is worth that. Well, if you have it, does it really matter? If the Cubs still feel the franchise, it's like, you know, if the Cubs go out like opening day, they're like, well, I'm sorry, we don't have a third baseman this year because we prayed Craig Council. So therefore, we're just going to play with these other three guys in the infield. Then you got a point. But I don't think that's going to happen. Do you? We got to get out of this place that we're in where we are sitting there always trying to get on each other and, you know, publicly get on people we don't know about decisions they make or about money they make and say they're not worth it because who in the world is not feeling like they are worth or deserving more than what they have? And anybody you settle and think that you're not, then you don't care enough about yourself. We all are sitting there striving and looking and, and you're and wanting for, for more. Why aren't we doing that? Is it, are we gonna get? I mean, I just think that's stupid. I'm sorry. Never, I never understand the, the meaning of that. I never, never understand the meaning of that. Uh, I, I said yesterday in the last pod that I would close all these with, I, I've gotten huge into quotes over the last couple of years. I, I, I'm such a believer in positivity and, you know, it's been really, really important in my life. And I've had a lot of tough times in it over the last two, three years and and made a lot of kind of you know, trades in my life in terms of, you know, trading out a lot of ways, music and, and now podcasts and a lot of reading and a lot of different things that I, I really hadn't done probably in my whole life leading up to that that point. And one of the things that I really got into was quotes, uh, some of them new, some that I've have been, you know, 
you know, that have been important to me for a long time. And I brought a couple to the table the last time that we did this and talked about the one with Oprah Winfrey and I had the Schwarzenegger quote. And I, and I referenced Nelson Mandela, who, to me, my favorite quote of all time. And I never knew. It's funny because I, I've for probably like 10 years, I've always had this quote like written in places and on walls in my house and, and all sorts of stuff. And I, I really never even felt it to the level that eventually I would in my life, ironically. And it's become even more meaningful to me. But Nelson Mandela's got a quote, I never lose, I either win or I learn. And we look at it when we're covering sports and we think about it in baseball terms, right? Okay, well, you know, my son just lost in, in the semifinals in his little league. Well, okay, what did we learn from it? Yeah, okay. And yes, there's a sports element to that for sure. Whether it's for my son's Diamondbacks in the Little League, whose hat I'm wearing, the real Diamondbacks who just lost in the World Series, or any other team you can think of, or us as fans. But when you make mistakes and you have losses in life, and losses from your own choices, and all of those things, the most important thing is to learn, and to learn from those choices, and to learn from those mistakes, and learn about ourselves. And to me, that's something that's been paramount for me, and hopefully that helps somebody out there to kind of help push them forward. Because I think, you know, a lot of times we live in those mistakes and in understanding that each learning lesson is one that we can carry and be better for, I think we'll all be better for it. So there's our quote for today. There's a managerial carousel. There's another episode of Unfiltered, as always presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.